Welcome to the Marketing and Other Markets podcast with me, Matt Moscow. This is a podcast for real estate industry professionals who are doers. Each episode will feature an interview with a top producer or someone who's doing things differently in an exciting way. For those who already know me or have read my books and blogs, my brand of marketing is tangible and repeatable because we don't all need to reinvent the wheel. Every episode, my promise to you is that you will leave with at least one tangible idea that you can execute on today. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. Today, I am especially excited to be with Gary Pickering. Gary has been a real estate industry veteran and attorney uh, for years, but the reason I wanted to have Gary on is after we talked on the phone for a couple couple hours, a couple weeks ago, I learned that Gary is very much like me. He has multiple irons in the fire at all times when it comes to marketing. Video, special sense in the office, crafted beer, a newsletter that he keeps up on with good actual homemade content. So many topics that we can discuss today. So Gary, welcome to the show. Matt, I tell you what, I'm really excited to be here and I really appreciate you being on my podcast earlier as well, my Dish and Dirt podcast. And I look forward to talking with you and your listeners today. It's going to be exciting. So Gary, I mean, I, I had three pages of notes after talking to you and I'm already trying to implement some of the ideas myself. So I hope everyone out here will get a pen or if they're in the car, make a mental note to jot it down later. But one of the things that, that you mentioned is that you really create an experience for your clients. Right. And you, di- you do that by differentiating yourself from all of the other people who do what you do. Right. So, and you've built a huge business doing that. So walk me through some of the ways that you truly differentiate yourself and then maybe pivot to, you know, if you're a realtor, how could you apply this? Because some of them I think will apply directly and some could be tweaked. Yeah. So most marketing, real, well, first of all, most real estate attorneys aren't very good marketers. And I think you can even broaden that out. Most lawyers are terrible marketers. Everything you see in marketing for an attorney is these cheesy ads on TV about being the heavy hitter. They can get you this biggest check. And so when you look at what real estate agents and real estate attorneys do in our market, very few of them do anything different. It's all the same, same stuff over and over again. And it's very stuffy. It's very old school and it's not fun for the client. And I probably need to backtrack for one second and explain in South Carolina, we are an attorney state, meaning that we have to have attorneys do real estate closings. Michigan's probably a title attorney, a title state, I guess, but you'll have title companies doing it. So back in the day, when you came to a closing in South Carolina, what you were looking at was basically a lawyer in a suit in an old stuffy office with terrible law books, with these leather chairs that are burgundy or black. And the person, as soon as they crossed that threshold into the lawyer's office, they were immediately, oh my gosh, I'm in a lawyer's office. It was a terrible experience. And so what we wanted to do is differentiate ourselves from everybody else in the business that was doing it. And so we kind of tried to take on that title agency, title company look, which is a lot more laid back look, almost like a tech company. And so over the years, we decided to really concentrate on our client experience and make our clients feel like they weren't going to a closing. They were just going to maybe a tech office, their dentist office, whatever, something that had a completely different vibe and different feel. And over the years of going to my dentist, going to our orthodontist, I was able to pick up ideas and steal those ideas. Uh, for instance, one of the things that I noticed that when my dentist was doing very unthinkable and uh, sat- Satanistic type things to me um, that included shots and Novocaine and things like that, uh, was that they were always having music playing in the background. 
And so I just asked the dentist, I said, why is it every time I come in here, y'all have music playing in the background? He says, well, it takes your mind off of what you're doing. It's soothing. It creates a better experience for you. And I said, well, why aren't we doing that in real estate? Why shouldn't we have an iPad playing in the background, having XM radio on the back in the background and let the consumer decide, do they want to listen to country music? Do they want to listen to Christmas music or whatever they want to listen to, to create the experience that they want? And when you start looking at research, you realize that people equate experiences with music and music with experiences. Um, I can remember what songs I was listening to when I was in Sequoia National Park with my children last year. I can remember what song was big when we were touring around Chicago because we played those songs on the radio in the car and we heard those songs and they bring back memories. So what we wanted to do is try to hit every one of the senses that your consumer, our consumer has. So we hit with the sound. We then started thinking about smell. Well, when you're in Las Vegas, every casino has a smell, right? So if you walk into New York, New York, it has that vaguely street smell. If you walk into the Aria, it has that very high-end perfume smell. You walk into Paris, Paris, you know, they all have their own smell. So we got with a fragrance company and created our own smell that we could do in candles so that we hit that experience. We want the consumer, when they come in, they have this experience of smell, something that smells good, it's pleasant, it's not overpowering, and it creates another sense for them. We also then started looking at visual experiences. So in all our conference rooms, we wrap them in our firm colors. Well, what are our firm colors? If you ever watch any sports and you look at Ole Miss, that's our firm colors. We use their red and their two blues. We just stole them. They're great colors. They are very pleasing. So we put wraps in all of our rooms. And everything is based off the navy blue, the light blue, and the red. Um, and so that was a good visual for clients. We started putting televisions in all of the conference rooms with those colors, congratulating the buyer's agent on another sale. We would congratulate the listing agent on another sale as well. We put the lender's information on the slide, thanking the lender. Then we went as far as to put MLS pictures of the house on the slides. And you would be amazed how many people will stand up by the television and take a picture of themselves on the television. It's like you were just at your house literally five minutes ago. You didn't take a picture there. So why are you taking one of you standing in front of a TV of your picture? But whatever, people like to do that. People take a picture of literally the sandwich that they ate for lunch. Of course, they're going to take a picture of the $300,000, Give them a chance to do the selfie, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, we hit on those senses. And then finally, I said, well, we're missing taste, okay? We give Cokes, everybody gives Cokes, everybody gives water. What can we do different? Next to my office is a brewery called Columbia Craft. And they came to me and said, look, you're doing a lot of events for real estate agents. You do this big military event called Oktoberfest where you raise money for the South Carolina Military Family Care Association. How can we be part of it? And I said, well, you can sponsor it, provide the beer, we're good to go. But what I really want to do is I have thousands of people that come in my office every single year. And wouldn't it be nice if they knew about your brewery? They're like, yeah, what can you do? I'm like, well, we're going to do a beer together and we're going to put my logo and my name on this beer. We're going to call it closing time because that's a cool <laughs> name to go with real estate. And when my clients come in, instead of offering them a Michelob Ultra or some generic beer they drink all the time, they're going to get a Columbia craft beer that has Blair Cato's colors. It has our wraps on it. It has our logo. It has their logo. And it has a funny little saying on the back that says, why does a law firm have its own beer? Because we like beer better than we like lawyers. And so we try to hit all those experiences and all those senses for the consumer. 
and try to differentiate ourselves by having this consumer experience that is not just better now, because a lot of agents will tell me, well, I just give great customer service. Everybody gives great customer service or you're not in this business. Yeah. But that's what we try to do is we try to show them that we've got this differentiator, which is this level of experience that nobody else has. Well, you know, I think like people listening really need to take that all in in its entirety, because I think we all do one of those 25 things, right? Like we, we all do one of them. Right. But doing them all is really where the money's at and figuring out what your all is because you, you need to make a memorable experience. I, it's so funny that we're talking about this because three or four years ago, I told my local title person, I said, hey, how come I just closed on a half million dollars worth of real estate with you? And I walk into a room with no windows, the closer smells like cigarettes. And I don't know, I'm signing a thousand papers. My wrist kind of hurts. I'm excited I got the house but this is not an exciting thing. Like it's not, it's not brag worthy. There's nothing to share there. It was a huge moment for me because I was, you know, closing on two huge properties, which for most people is a lot of money. And it was, it was, it was fine. Like no one hurt me. No one called me names, but it wasn't memorable. And right. I just think for realtors who, you know, your average agent might only have 10, 20 closings a year for you to figure out what that closing experience is, and make it something that people want to brag about, that they want to have happen again, and that it's not that pain where it's a scramble at the very end. I mean, to do some of those things are easy. And, you know, Gary has his own office. So that, that you know, you have a controlled environment, but realtors like out there, lenders, you guys are using title agencies. You can bring stuff with you. Like no title place is going to be like, hey, you can't bring streamers and $5 worth of New Year's Eve supplies. Like right. day after New Year's, Go buy all the noisemakers, all the all the party favors you can. Buy a cheap bottle of champagne, or if that's not allowed, some sparkling some sparkling whatever. Make it fun. That's I mean, you guys have done it, and I love the fact that you have. You've you've created a branded experience for closings in, in your market. And one thing we started doing that's is in process of being finished is we have a room across the hall in our second part of our suite that we're making into a recording studio. It's got a wrap on the wall for Blair Cato. But what we're going to do is have the real estate agent and their client go into that studio after the closing. We already have the camera set up, the lights, the microphone and say, why did you use this agent? And why would you recommend them to your client, to your friends? We record it for them. We drop it in Dropbox for them. Then now they have a testimonial that's done high quality video pro process and send it to them. And they're ready to post it on their, their website for themselves or social media. Genius. I mean, for every, again, we do this podcast because we're not all competitors. For right. every realtor here, ask your title company to do something similar for you. I mean, it's not it's not impossible. You can even bring a backdrop with you and have the title person hold your phone and record it. Um, it's not to the level Gary's doing it, but you know, from this podcast, do something now. Um, and that's why we're all here. So Gary, I'm going to change topics for a sec because again, you gave me so many great ideas when we talked last time. You are very much the connector in your industry. Um, you, you know, everyone, you have a large database, uh, walk us through really quick. How long have you been at the real estate law game and how did you develop your database over time? Cause I know you have a couple thousand people on that list and what kind of things do you send out to stay in touch in a meaningful way? Sure. So I've been doing real estate for 26 years and what really took my career to the next level is I decided at one point, I wanted to know more about what the real estate agent did legally than anybody in my marketplace. So what I did is we have a statute, South Carolina Code 40-57, that tells real estate agents what they can do and what they can't do. 
And I basically became more knowledgeable on that subject than anybody else. And with that knowledge, I was then asked by a lot of real estate agencies, whether it was a Keller Williams, a Russell Jeffco, Coel Banker, Century 21, to represent them either in one matter or represent them in multiple matters. I actually became legal counsel for one of the biggest real estate agencies in town. It was an independent called Russell Jeffco, which has been consumed by a Colwell Banker. And through that, the agents in those markets knew that I had this level of knowledge that they couldn't find elsewhere and that I would actually take their phone calls and I would answer their questions not by guessing, which is what a lot of people do in real estate, they just guess the answer, but actually having a right answer that was based on their law, the real estate realtor code of ethics, as well as MLS rules. I just learned all of that. So I started creating a database from those agencies that I represented. Their agents all got into my database, but what really exploded it was I gave them true value. I created this legal tip that I would send out weekly. It started with an email which was fine back in the early 2000s. But the problem with emails, nobody likes to read, right? So then I moved it to a WordPress document, had a little picture with it, it was a little bit nicer. But ultimately at a bomb bomb conference, I met Alicia there and we started talking about how I could take my legal tip that was written and make it into a video. And what I did is I started using bomb bomb. I took that entire list of people that was getting my legal tips from an email, put them in a bomb bomb video mail list and started emailing them every single week, every Friday morning at 10 o'clock, they would get a legal tip on a legal matter about real estate, a contract matter, a disclosure issue, something interesting, funny, or scary that happened in a closing, whatever it might be, some marketing, some sales issues. And I started sending that out. The next thing I know, I have real estate agents from all over South Carolina emailing me going, I hear you do a legal tip. How can I get it? So I started a sign up on my website. I started a sign up on my social media. And I went from maybe 1,500 people following that video blog to now I have close to 5,000. I have people from Cleveland. Um, I've got people from Denver, from Seattle, from San Francisco, all over the place following this legal blog on real estate. And so by basically showing I had a thing of value to add to somebody, to give to somebody, that brought in the subscribers, the people who wanted to follow it. From that, I developed the podcast, which brought in more people who were interested in what I have to say. And to, and to basically end here on that is that as a result of that, I now have real estate agents that send me business I've never met, don't know anything about them, but they feel like they know me because they hear me every Friday. And I have people that are big agents calling me, asking me, will you take on my business? Of course, I'll take care on your business. Are you kidding me? But in the past, I would have to call these big agents and say, can I get your business? And their answer is, well, what can you do for me? Now, they already know what I can do for them. I have a level of knowledge that I can provide them that nobody else can. So I'm going to kind of bring this back. I want to really make it clear that for, your, for the average realtor out there that's listening to this, I don't want you guys to think, well, Gary figured it out, but Gary markets to people like me. Because in reality, Gary just found his niche and put out content for his niche, which happens to be realtors. Now, I know most people listening to this are realtors, so how can you guys do it? I can think of a couple ways. Number one, do you have a niche within the real estate industry? Some of you guys market more to investors. If so, there is a whole host of content you could do a weekly tip on. Uh, number two, anyone you know probably is either a homeowner or a renter or lives with mom and dad, one of, one of those three categories. 
what tips and advice could you give to them? I mean, when people buy a house, they're signing up for a journey, right? I mean, they need contractors. They need to know how to care for things. They need to remember to change their furnace filters, where to buy furnace filters. There's so many, so many pieces of knowledge you need to drop on them that if you came up with a fun, I'm mean, going to really be specific here, fun, unique, interesting way to sell good advice, there's, there's a need in the market for that. And I, I work with agents who have done a good job with that. The other piece is to, to entertain people. I think we could all agree that 99% of consumers out there are watching some form of bad real estate related television show. I mean, I watched one of these selling XYZ cities. I'm not going to pick on the specific one, but I mean, it was, it was garbage, but it was entertaining. It was entertaining garbage and people watch it. So mm-hmm. what kind of fun stories can you tell through your real estate newsletter that will really make people laugh and get people to want to come back to it? There's, there's so many ways you could do this, but my, my advice for today is come up with something. And if you need one more tip, one tangible thing, uh, there's a website. I don't know if you've used this, Gary. It's one of my favorite new websites, but it's called um, answerthepublic.com. And you literally type in any word, type in real estate law, mortgage, uh, homeowner tips, and it will tell you almost every single question that has been posed to Google around that keyword. So if you want a project to do, Download that list of download that list of keywords. It's free, and then just answer all the questions. Do one a day. Do one a week. Do a video about one. Do a, do a blog about one. Whatever that might be. Um, that's that's how you how you start this if you if you haven't begun yet. Yeah. When I started all this, I want people to understand as well. Everything that I have tried has not worked. I mean, I've tried things and it just didn't feel authentic or it just didn't take off. And so after a couple of weeks, couple of months, we scrapped it. Failure is fine. And when you try something, it just doesn't work for you. You'll learn why you failed and then you can try something better, something different. So that's the first piece of advice I give. The second thing I would say is whatever you do, you have to be your authentic self, whoever you are as a person, whatever interests you as a person. If you fake it, they know it. So if you try to act like you're the most interested person in, I don't know what you're, you're in, you're in um, Michigan. Michigan, I'm sorry, I about to say Minnesota. And you try to act like you're the biggest Michigan fan in football and you really not, you don't know anything about it. People will know that they'll know that that's fake. So be authentic, be who you are, but also be careful not to cheapen yourself because if you become too cheesy or too, gimmicky people will also recognize that too you are a professional you're a real estate professional Mm. so be sure you're authentic but you're also not gimmicky and cheap look everything i've ever done i have learned it from learning about real estate agents the way i market the way i market to real estate agents is the exact same way that you're taught to market to the public there's really no difference in it most of what i've learned i've learned from coaches for real estate agents people like krista mashore jeff lobb eric sachs Suzanne Tulane. I've learned all of this from people like that who teach real estate agents. It's not science. I love that. Very easy. I love that. So Gary, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, if they had a, a legal question, wants to get connected to the newsletter, what's the best way for them to do that? Absolutely. You can go to BlairCato.com, B-L-A-I-R-C-A-T-O.com. And on there, you'll have a resource button that is all for real estate agents. You can get my podcast there, Dish and Dirt. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can get my, um, all my information about social media and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, Gary, it was a pleasure talking to you today. Looking forward to doing some work with you in the future. And if I'm ever in the area, I'd love to try some of that beer. That sounds fantastic, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for listening. 
The Marketing in Other Markets podcast is proudly supported by Neighborhood Loans and Treadstone Funding. Visit them online to see a new type of culture and energy in home lending. For more actionable real estate marketing tips and tricks, check out my book, The Tangible Action Guide for Real Estate Marketing, available on Amazon. Interested in being on the show? Reach out to us via Instagram at mattmusket88. See you next time.